The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Nokia is a leader in the development and deployment of 5G networks, offering equipment, software, services, and licensing across the globe. The company's corporate culture is one of its competitive advantages. And today, we're going to find out the secrets behind Nokia's success and how they hire for the next generation of technology. I'm Carrie Charles. Thanks so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. And I'm super excited to have with me as my guest, Marianne Strobel. Marianne is Nokia's head of North America field marketing, including customer operations, enterprise, and software business groups. Marianne, thanks so much for joining me today. So excited to begin our conversation. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for having me. So talk a little bit more, if you will, about Nokia's role in 5G. Well, we are a a leading 5G player, uh, not only here in the United States, but around the world. And 5G is the technology that is definitely a game changer. And what it's going to do with many of our service providers and even into enterprise businesses is going to give you more speed, bandwidth, opportunities to do more things from a network perspective to where it's going to improve connectivity, it's going to improve productivity, and also it's going to improve the ROI for any kind of business and to the end users. So we are deploying all around the world. We have great success. And again, we are just thrilled to be part of this next generation of technology. So let's talk a little bit about workforce. There are currently, for the first time in history, there's five generations in the workforce. Now, what challenges do you see that this presents? And are there any particular skills that, let's say, millennials or Gen Zs need to have to be successful in this new world of work? You know, Carrie, it is an amazing time, and and I call it an amazing combination of a workforce to have because you've got people that bring in new talent, new eyeballs looking at things, and then interweaving with those that are experienced that I say have the proven track record and battle scars. So there's many opportunities to learn the -the on-the-job training, and it's where a lot of the collaboration will help those that have been in the business bring those that are just entering into the business up to speed and part of this really amazing journey. So if we look at millennials specifically, they have expectations. And when you look at millennials, it's all about not just the pay, but also how they can advance to the next level. And they're looking at a deployment of a very well-defined career path. How fast can I move up? And, you know, if they don't like the environment, they will move on and they will find a new opportunity quickly. So when we look at this workforce, it is the responsibility of the business leader to set expectations up front, manage and to nurture along the way. Coaching and developing is very, very key. And having that hands-on interaction really proves itself to be very, very successful. 
I will also say that the first 90 days are critical in any new hire. But with millennials, they need to have very clear and specific instructions. This group of talent are educated with degrees that do not exist, you know, just from the books. They have experience to where they've done a lot of the things that they've learned in the classrooms to where they've done things on themselves. This is what's bringing that experience into this new workforce will make us very, very successful for the future. I agree with you 100%. One of the reasons why I'm so excited about, and I keep saying excited, but I'm excited to have you on the show is because of your expertise in marketing. And recruitment marketing has become a buzzword in the past few years. I've studied it. I've spoken about it. It's no longer just enough to place an ad on a job board or put a job description out there on Indeed and expect everyone to come to you. Times have changed. So I wanted to talk to you a bit about recruitment marketing, strategies for finding talent in this new talent landscape, uh, social media, texting, you know, what do we do? How do we become successful in recruitment these days? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I got to tell you, it has, has turned into an art over the last couple of years. So again, it's depending on who your audience is. And the one thing that I've learned, even as I was in job search, is depending on whether you're a millennial or a Gen Xer or a baby boomer, right? There's going to be different kinds of medias that you're going to go to. And you're so absolutely right, Carrie. In this day and age, you just can't post to LinkedIn or you just can't respond to an ad on Indeed and then wait for the phone to ring. You've got to do a lot of things, no matter who you are, how much experience you are. It's all about the networking. And so one of the things I always coach people on is, you know, make sure that the the resume has all key points on there. That really does describe who you are and your experience and how you solved a problem. So having that ROI into what your contribution has has resulted into really is an eye-opener. The second thing I would also recommend is that as one that is looking for an opportunity is to look at social media as your tool. It is to look at LinkedIn as your tool. It is also to look at Instagram as your tool. So companies are using these tools to reach out to the masses to advertise about the particular positions that they have available, but also networking. If you look at who you are trying to target and get into a company, aim high. Start with that VP of marketing. Don't go immediately to the hiring HR person, right? Go and find out who that potential boss would be. So I'd say it's networking. It's talking to people within the company. It's talking to networking groups that know somebody that that has a friend that works there and so forth, and you work your way there. So I can spend hours talking about this, Carrie, and how you differentiate. But those are just some of the key things I think that are very, very successful. I love what you said. Go to the person that's hiring. Go to the VP. Don't just go to the HR department. And I think that's the first thing that candidates will think of is I'm going to go to the HR recruiting department recruiter because that's who's in charge. But I love that. It's like, go, go straight to the source. It's okay. You know, there's really no protocol. So I love that you said that. 
Be brave, be bold. Be brave, be bold, and start at the top because all they're going right. to do is forward it on to the person that's making that decision. If you're going to that HR person per se, they're not going to funnel it up per se. You you may be stuck in HR. No disrespect <laughs> to the HR people here, but you know, I just figured go to whoever's making that hiring decision and ask, who is the person making the hiring? I love it. You have to be bold these days, especially in our current economic climate. So exactly. let's talk about future leaders. I think this is a hot topic for really any leadership organization right now is how there's our leaders are retiring there. Well, I don't even know if retirement's a word anymore. It's not for me, <laughs> but our leaders are moving on, moving up sideways in different spaces. And we have to develop a new generation of leaders, succession plannings, um, growing a bench. What do you see as, let's say, strategies to really build this, this bench and develop leaders? And secondly, what if we don't do it? Is there some sort of a, a looming crisis ahead of us? Yeah, that's a great question. And I can speak for the telecom industry particular, but I think it applies to all industries, is skills that one needs to have, especially in today's environment, you got to be a self-starter. And this is one to where you really harness what you've got to do and how you're going to do it. But having that critical thinking, being able to jumpstart yourself, you know, making sure that you can take the ball and run with it. Analytical skills is very, very key. And, and I, you don't have to be, I would say, a mathematician, but you need to understand the analytics around what you are doing. And this is something even from a marketing perspective, it's great that we use social media, but what's, what's the analytics behind all of that social media that we're using, right? And then also interpersonal skills. You're going to have to need to talk with people from all different levels, all different age groups, all different walks of life. So you can, you have to have that interpersonal skills in order to be successful. Time management, project management, and I always say this to anybody, ask lots of questions. Before you jumpstart, ask the questions so you know what the expectation is, what the deliverables are, and then what is required for you to do the job done. A lot of people don't do this. And you know, they just assume. And I always say, when you make assumptions, you make mistakes. So, you know, we, we can qualify as leadership skills. There's a little bit more to it. So I've heard so much about Nokia's culture. And we must hear the word company culture thousands of times per day and uh, sometimes even start tuning it out. But it is so important to the new generations. It's important to every employee, especially more important now as we are working remote and we're a little bit more disconnected. So please talk about the Nokia culture. There's been so many case studies and essays on your culture. It is really something special. So, so tell us about it. Yeah, thanks for asking that question. What I love, and I've always worked for US-based companies, what I find in working with Nokia is a global company. So it's, it's an international company. And so you get an international culture. And so you learn different cultures about people around the world. And, and what I experienced coming into Nokia immediately is that everybody is there. They'll stop and help you. They will make sure that you are set up for success. And it just amazed me is that it's not this hurry up, let's go do things. It's let's make sure that you understand what it is that you're being asked and how can we help you. And, you know, my first 90 days coming as an outsider into a company, 
I had more people reaching out to me to say, how can I help you? These are some of the shortcuts. These are people that you need to know. And it made my first 90-day experience just one that was less stressful and something that I really harnessed. And it's one of those that you continue to morph into that culture where it is respect for one another, respect for our people, respect for the culture. We just respect one another. And it's all about how we grow together as an organization. We're very much all rowing in the same boat. And that's what I really, really love about this company. So discuss some of your programs to attract and develop talent, because I know you have some very powerful programs uh, in the area of of internships and STEM. And we discussed a little bit about your employee surveys. I think also this is a powerful strategy for retention, development, and growth. So please discuss a little bit about it. Oh, absolutely. As an employee, we have many, many programs to where we make the time and we enforce with our employees to take the time for self-development. So there are ongoing personal development classes. There are ways of where, you know, taking that time to invest in yourself. That is number one in the culture. So we have all kinds of things going on internally for the internal employee to best present with their skill sets. We've also developed a Women in Nokia program here in the North America organization, and it's throughout Nokia, but I'm one of the the mentors here in this program, to where we take those aspiring women to be leaders of business groups and put them into an annual program to where they're being mentored, they're being developed, they learn some critical skill sets to make them more visible as well as enhancing skill sets that they may not possess so they can be eligible and visible for the next level of opportunity. So I'm thrilled to be part of that program. And it's exciting. We've had this now for the last three years in the making here in in the U.S. And it's just been working very, very, very well. A lot of promotability for women. For new talent coming in, and and I like to say that as we are looking to build our bench of future employees and future leaders, we do a lot of things with schools. And specifically, right now, we're reaching out to them from social and digital, um, specifically with, with Facebook or more importantly, with Instagram. But also, we have open houses on student campuses, going to the actual jobs and actual colleges to talk about these jobs into where we have organized WebEx through the classroom environment to come and and see a virtual tour of what life would be at Nokia. A lot of campaigning and advertising for info sessions with the students to talk with various leaders, but also we have some amazing internship programs. And I got to tell you, I'm a firm believer in the internship program. I just hired my intern who interned for me over the summer and through the fall. And she learned about Nokia. She knocked it out of the park. It made just sense to why wouldn't I hire her? So these are opportunities to where those that are trying to get into the door and they're in, in, a, in a student environment, take advantage of those internship programs because companies do really want to hire those interns that work for them, especially if you do a good job. I agree I wholeheartedly about the internship programs. Can you talk a bit about your employee surveys? Because I definitely thought that this was quite powerful when we giving employees a voice and hearing, understanding what they're saying, what their needs are, I think is just crucial in retention and engagement. We take our employee surveys very, very serious. And matter of fact, we do a couple of surveys with our employees on on different aspects of the life and the business unit that we're in. 
But the thing that I really appreciate about our surveys is that we look at those as business unit leaders, but also our business unit leaders really do take it to the next steps to where it does come back down to where we have interaction with the employees. So there are opportunity areas for us to get more engaged in certain areas. We will form different committees, different work groups, and having those readouts. So it's not just I complete a survey and then we're done. We actually act upon the surveys that we receive and especially highlight the good news about those surveys, but then also look at the opportunity areas to enhance. And again, putting our, around, our arms around all of those employees is very, very important. So we do take them very, very seriously. So Marianne, let's talk a little bit about diversity and inclusion. And diversity has been a very loud topic for so many years, and so is inclusion. But I think it's taken on a new meaning today, and it's even become more important to every company, every employee, every leader, every human on the face of this earth. So I know that you have wonderful programs for and initiatives for diversity and inclusion. And you talked about one of them just now with the Women of Nokia program, which is fantastic. Can you talk about a few more, maybe something for veterans or over 50 or uh, other programs you have? Absolutely, Carrie. And diversity and inclusion is very, very important. And again, it gives a different perspective of the individual that is presenting and, and to being participating into that organization. So as I've mentioned, for students, we're looking at STEM, we're looking at, you know, all of the the various areas of science and technology and engineering and math, and we're really honing in on the the new talent coming in the door. For those that I would say that are are on the older side of the scale here, it's all about rebrand and education. And again, internally, this is where we have to keep refueling our knowledge base. And this is where Nokia provides a lot of opportunities for our employees to enhance their skills, pay for some education outside of the company so they can increase their education level and also be able to work abroad. So there is opportunity for us internally that if there's a a position that let's say is over in Europe, we do promote those. I've hired two people from other countries to come work in the US. So internally, there's a lot of that. The veterans is something that we are really harnessing on and specifically with our sister company called SAC Wireless. In the tower crews, we look at those that have served in the military specifically. They have a very unique set of skills that as tower crews is very, very important. These are essential workers that are in, you know, developing and deploying our networks. And so we really see hiring those that have served the veterans, whether you're male or female, this is a hot area for opportunities with us as from SAC Wireless or even within Nokia. So my commentary for those that are veterans is utilize your assets that you've learned in the military and apply those into what you would do in corporate America, project management, critical thinking, strategic thinking, strategic projects, and things of that nature. You can apply those to corporate America. I agree again. I am a veteran myself, and I think that veterans transition so seamlessly into telecom. It's, it's a massive opportunity, so kudos to you for that. Marianne, what advice would you give to candidates in, in this new world of, of work and talent? How do you brand yourself? Do you invest in yourself? If so, how would you do that? How do you enhance your skill set, especially now with unemployment really being much higher than it's been 
in many, many years. How do people set themselves apart? Yeah, great question again, Carrie. And I'll go back to the beginning of our conversation is really accentuate your skills. And that is you've got to brand yourself. And I know this is really pushing a lot of people outside their comfort zone, but think you are now a salesperson. You are selling yourself out there. So you really got to actually promote your work experience, whether that's school or actual job duties. And even though that those that are in school and they may have had part-time jobs, really talk about that because it shows that you do have some experience. You're utilizing digital and social media. Your LinkedIn profile really needs to be very, very key and specific. And for those that are even in school, start developing a LinkedIn profile so that way employers can start looking at your, what you've done, even if it's school assignments. And network, network, network. It is getting involved with many networking groups within your area. Look on LinkedIn and see who's working at these companies, how you can connect with them. A lot of folks will connect with you. And again, if you send them a message, say, I'm looking for opportunity in your company. Can you connect me with some key people? You know what? Chances are 50% will say, sure, why not? So again, network, network that people that you know that work for these companies, network with people that may know somebody that works at these companies, but make yourself visible. And again, you got to dress the part. And although in some environments they're saying, hey, it's okay if you're super casual or so forth, it's all about the presence of what you got. So positive go-getter and the experience will really get you your foot in the door. Love that advice. I love dress the part because in our virtual world today, you need to at least dress the part from the waist up, right? (laughs) Doesn't matter what's going on below that, but just dress the part from the waist up. Um, So Marianne, exactly. Where can people find out more about Nokia careers, really anything that they'd like to know, maybe a career page that you have? Yeah, go to Nokia and that's N-O-K-I-A.com. And we have a career section there. And I definitely would encourage people to explore. We have jobs available today in networking and engineering and even in marketing. So we're, we're looking <laughs> for some really good people, not only here in the U.S., but across the globe. Wonderful. Marianne, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. It's just been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Carrie, for having me. Be well. You too. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.